Hello everyone, welcome to and welcome back to the Critique and Chill podcast, as always at Charles Cadence, and in this review I'm going to be going over Stanley Presents The Condor. The Condor is an animated superhero film that has a very special place in my heart. Around the time Netflix first really started the streaming aspect of their services, there is this one movie called Stanley Presents Mosaic. I watched that movie and loved it. I loved it so much that I refused to watch its sibling, The Condor, because I thought that there was no way in this world it could ever compare to Mosaic. And let me tell you something, I was wrong. After about a month of not watching the movie, I decided to give in and give it a shot, and it was leagues beyond Mosaic. It surpassed Mosaic in every single way. I loved the condor so much that I actually didn't watch Mosaic anymore, just because of how addicted I was to the condor. And from there, I would end up watching the movie at a total of at least 50 times, until one day... They took it off of Netflix, and that was the last I'd ever seen of The Condor. Flash forward a good six years, and I finally have been reunited with The Fam. And good grief does The Fam look unfamiliar. This movie came out in 2007. I saw it five years after that, and then it's been six years since. This movie has not aged well at all. It was so much better when I was younger because my small child mind had yet to fully grasp the concepts of character development, line delivery, narrative pacing, and atmosphere. So how I remembered the Condor was a little bit different than what it actually was. But before I get into that, I do want to say that this movie has a lot going for it from the jump. It's written by Stanley and Marv Wolfman, Lee being an extremely creative and innovative person, having created characters like Spider-Man, Black Panther, and the unforgettable Stripperella, and Wolfman, a former writer from the new Teen Titans, has created characters like Raven, Cyborg, and Beast Boy, so these two working together, coupled with the fact that this movie was original, means that this is the first time we get to see some really interesting characters. Or some new ones at the very least. Meaning that we can go in without expectations and there was room for some really different storytelling. Given the fact that there's no overarching universe it has to interact with. Now some of the things that this movie had going for it do actually find their way into the movie. The idea of a Hispanic skateboarding superhero named the Condor is actually pretty cool in practice. It ends up being a mixture of Spider-Man, Iron Man, and Blue Beetle, but that's probably the only thing that works in actual practice. And like most superhero movies, the actual superhero is like 20% of it. The thing that stands out the most is the immense lack of polish that can be seen anywhere from the plot to the environment down to the animation. The movie doesn't seem rushed or unfinished, it just seems rough. Scenes that occur in the city only have like two or three people in them. And there's no real traffic during the movie. Certain scenes are rushed and forced to the point that they play out like summaries of themselves. And the characters all seem wonky as hell. They're all just a little bit too quirky. They're all over the place all at the same time. Being oddly complacent at times while being way too difficult than a human being reasonably would be. A scene that sticks out to me is when Ruben, the cousin of our main character, Tony, is playing poker with some gang members. He asks if one of them can spot them $2,000 so he could bet. He asks them for money to bet in a game that he's playing with them. That already doesn't make no sense. But the minute he gets the money, he thinks that he wins, and then the dude cheats, and then he's like, have my money in 24 hours. And this all happens just as fast as I told it to you. 
no small talk, no character development. It goes from can I borrow the money to you better have it in 24 hours, all in like 24 seconds. And not only does that not make any sense, I mean, like I said before, why would you ask someone to borrow money just to bet in the game that you are playing with them? But it is rushed as all hell. The whole movie is like this. It is comprised of scenes that all seem fast forwarded. There's a character named Taipan who shows up to get closer to Tony's parents because they are the owners of some tech firm that is on the verge of some big breakthrough and she does this by waving her chest around switching her hips and tonguing tony down the minute she hits the scene and then she dips she does this the entire film all up into her betrayal scene it's completely insane it's wild how much her actions in the film are rushed considering that she's the only character in the movie who has any decent and consistent character design there are points when the main cast don't even look the same let alone good at any point switching from high quality to cardboard cutout, but every single time Taipan hits the scene, her breasts bounce the same way they did before, her walk is always the same amount of sensual, and she exudes as much sensuality as possible in her dialogue. It's consistent where it doesn't mean to be, and completely bonkers where it shouldn't be. The whole movie is just made up of these little odd flaws. The Mary Jane of the story is white, but seems to use a Spanish dialect in a way that makes it seem as unnatural as humanly possible. Wilmer Valderrama, who voices Tony, delivers most of his lines like he's either tired, bored, or an amateur, and I'm not sure how, but despite being rushed as all hell, the movie lacks any real momentum, rarely ever feeling energetic or even remotely high speed with the fight scenes all feeling sluggish, with maybe one or two exceptions. But, you know, despite all the criticisms I have for this movie, even the ones that I didn't mention because I could really go on for hours, I still don't hate it. I actually love it more than I ever have. And that's because everything that this movie lacks is made up for in heart. None of the issues seem like they were made out of greed, malice, or laziness. It just seems highly incompetent. Even with all its glaring flaws, it still seems like something that someone wanted to make out of actual love and creative energy. It all just seems so sincere. It's not like the Killing Joke animated movie where they totally knew what they were doing, they were just doing it in the wrong direction. Stanley Presents The Condor is a movie that feels like a bunch of friends just made something for them. It is unpolished in every sense, and it has aged terribly, but it is still fun. All the flaws appear to come from a lack of knowledge, not a lack of effort. And it's because of that, and those flaws, that the movie has its unique charm. Almost like a younger sibling's art project. You can really tell that it came from a place of genuine love and affection, even though it looks like hatred and sheer contempt. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. It's all much appreciated. If you are a first-time listener, thank you. If you've been listening up until this point, thank you even more. But it's all much appreciated. Be sure to go follow me on Twitter at Critique Chill or Instagram at Critique and Chill. You know, try to leave some feedback here and there. But in the end of the day, I'm just glad that you listened to this review. It's all much appreciated. Thank you. And until next time, this is your boy Cadence.